man, losing a parent is this is the whole, one of the hardest things you can go through in life. Losing a father, though, losing a father at eight years old, um, I can only tell the story of me, but I just, you know, it's just one of them things that just, it gets you. Hey, I'm JR. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today's episode, it is entitled, A Letter to My Dad. My dad, he's the senior. I'm Wilbert. He's Wilbert Sr. and I'm Wilbert Jr. And on March 23rd, 1994, my father was killed uh, in an accident. He was working on a car and they had the car up on center blocks and the center blocks, he was underneath it. Center blocks gave way and it fell on him and crushed him. Um, His buddy that was with him at the time had went up to the store to get him something to drink. And when he came back, my father was gone. And it was a freak accident. You know, things like that happen. Things like that don't happen. I think that's the problem I had all my life, that people were telling me that. That that was, that was a freak accident. That, was a, that wasn't an act of God. That wasn't an act of That was just a freakish accident that happened. And uh, anyway, so my dad, you know, I knew him for eight years. He was 38. His birthday is July 14th. Mine's July 13th. And... Um, I went through life. I didn't have a father. My mom had men in her life, and they did whatever they did. But that ain't the story we're here to do. We're here about the story about Wilbur Sr. Now, my dad, he come from uh, Amherst County, Virginia, or Nelson County and Amherst County, Pine River, Virginia. Grew up in a household that was quite a few different children. And uh, mom and dad made it work for a little bit, and then mom and dad split up. So that was the first bit of divorce that I'd seen in, in, in family in my whole life, which wasn't odd, but I didn't, I didn't always realize that grandma was here, granddad was over here. Say so the way my dad, he was a car enthusiast, him and his buddy Tommy Tucker, they love cars. Um, both of them are in heaven now, so I know they're riding around in a good roadrunner or, or something Mopar. You gotta have a Hemi. So basically, the thing that really like got wrapped around me and got real heavy with me with everything that was going on um, was at the time I was just joining Boy Scouts and I had to cut my box car or cut whatever car we were doing with a piece of wood. So my dad put the markings on it, but before we could do that car, he passed away. So obviously I quit doing Boy Scouts. I went on to live my best life. I kept playing video games. That's one thing that we had in common. I love Street Fighter and he loves Street Fighter too also. So that was something that even to this day, you know, you can get your head racked in. Um, but my dad, so here, here's the story of my dad. My dad was a great person to people, but he had a bad temper if you pushed him. And I and I realized that later on in life I had that same temper. temper. I can take a lot. But it's some people that I'm not going to take anything from. And he was that kind of person, which we love our people. But if you're not our people, stay away from us. That's one thing I thank you for, Dad. Now, here it goes. Here, here's my letter to my dad. And uh, please briefly just, just hang out with me on this one because this, this one is going to be a – it's not a hard one for me, but it's one that I, I've been meaning to do because I've paid tribute to all kinds of people. And, and it's time that I pay tribute to him. So, Dad, here, here's the deal, and I want to say this to you in this this format, so that uh, you'll know, um, you know, that people can hear this, and this just let our hope you hear it too. Um, as I went through life, it wasn't the fact that I didn't have a father; 
was the fact that I didn't have the guidance of a man. I was surrounded by so many females that the guidance that I got from them helped me in certain situations and it hindered me in others. Um, by God's will and grace, I was able to find myself immersed in the Lord at certain periods of life. And I can't say that I sat around and been a devout Christian the whole time because I get out here and, I, and I'm wild sometimes. I do what I want to do. Um, I live by the mantra, I make the money, so I'm going to do what I want to do with it as long as I ain't hurting nobody um, to each his own. For me, though, I got a, a caring and a big heart. I don't think about myself. I will do for others before I do for myself. And if someone's in a situation, I will most definitely go out of my way to help them. That's something I want to tell you. Thank you for all day long. Um, the gestures and the different things that I do for people, the extra stuff that I do is all because of you, not me. Because if I had it my way, sometimes I would leave some people by the wayside. And we'll dig into that later. Um, from you, people always spoke highly of you. And when I heard some bad things about you, I took those. And I'm glad that I heard those bad things because I didn't want you to be this superhero and this superman when you were a human just like me. And you are human just like me. You were or you are. And our love of professional wrestling, our love of just anything to do with combat sports, even boxing to a degree. You know, I, I kept that going. Um, the times that I needed you, those were the hardest things for me. When I was out there on that wrestling mat, I needed you. When I played soccer, I needed you. When I played football, football was just, I just played it because everybody else was playing. Basketball, I wasn't no good. So, no. When it came time to make the decision on should I stay or should I go in the relationships involving my baby's mama and stuff like that? That's when I needed you. That's when I needed somebody, but I didn't have nobody there. I just had to decide on my own. And when I looked up in the sky, I realized that you were always there with me. You didn't lead me down any path that I shouldn't be down. You let me live life and learn a lesson from it. And that's something that like people don't understand when people pass away. They're still a shining light. They're still a, a goddess. There's still a purpose and a point to that person. And that person lives through you. That's the, the real thing that I learned out here. That's the thing that kept me going strong and that's made me stronger. Now, my love of R&B music comes from you. That 80s synth rock music on the low with some of that air supply, that comes from you. Me being uncharacteristically untrendy comes from you because you did what you wanted. You loved your style. You didn't care what someone else thinks. Because the greatest thing I got from you is that I didn't care about anybody's personal opinion on what I look like and how I dress. Because if you like me or you knew me, 100% of the time, you were going to follow what I was doing because whatever I was doing was something that you wanted to do. We both had mutual interest in something and we kept it going. So that's the one thing I learned from you. I became a USB. People can hook up to me and we can find something common. It ain't nothing about me that is not common to people. And that's one thing that I want to definitely give to you. And I want to say thank you. You taught me to be personable even when you weren't here. And... I didn't have anything, no authenticity of being fake or anything like that. I am the person I wake up. I am the person I go to sleep with. No heavy persona. Nothing extra to me but just being Wilbert Sparrow. The living legend. The Larry Sabisco. And I play that part up very well. Um, just like the stories I hear about you, I make sure that anything that's said about me or any portion of my life, even if the good, bad, and ugly, I make sure I do it with an ounce of respect, even in the bad and ugly. I do it with a little respect here and there. I know that sounds a little wild, but bear with me. 
And throughout life, when things got challenging, I always thought, what would my dad do in this situation? How would he de-escalate this situation? Because I learned that conflict doesn't solve a thing. When people have conflict, it's strife that has come about because two people compromise their ideas and they no longer have their former idea. They're taking the other person's ideal portions of it and trying to make it make a compromise. And that doesn't work in every single thing. Relationships, yes. Um, partnerships, no. Uh, business, no. And that's what I got from you. And that's what I was just so happy to know that I had from you was this, was that I have the fortitude to do business. I have the fortitude to be friendly and nice to people, but still be stern in who I am and in my practices. Because you always reiterate it to us that if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Dollars and cents make sense, but you have to be sensible to the people that are around you when you were making your dollars and cents. And that's something I grabbed from you. And I was like, whoa. It puts a chill up my spine sometimes when I think about it because it was all you. It was all you with me all this time, keeping me in line, not letting me go astray. And I, and I know sometimes that you had to let me go out here and be bullheaded. Like when I had to beef with you know who. Because he said something that was disrespectful. And, he, and even to this day, I hate to say it, I can't let that shit go. But, with, but I can forgive the persona. Not the person, not the acts. And that's one thing that I, that I, that I got from you. Um, you know, I can forgive certain things, but my model has always been like a Rick Ross album. God forgives and I don't. Go to him if you need forgiveness. And I, and I tell that to people now. Going on to the lighter side of, uh, you know, the softer side of series, the compassion you left with me that I didn't know I was borrowing it from you the whole time. And then one day it just became mine. I didn't realize what the word thoughtless meant until I was older and I heard stories about what you did for people. And then I went back and I reflected on my life, the things that I do for people and the things that I did. So in hindsight, it's kind of like it's a reflection. It's you in the mirror and me in the mirror at the same time, same person. I got your DNA. You got my DNA. You made my DNA. And I think the hardest thing for me is you not seeing me here in the physical sense. I would have loved to just take a ride with you and bring you through the great mountains of West Virginia from Virginia, even though you brought me through the mountains of West Virginia many times. You took me all over Rockingham, NHRA racing, and NES, of drag racing, Main Street, you name it, we went and did it or seen it. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not part of that culture anymore, but. Things happen, things move me away from it. And it was the love you had for my mother, or you have for my mother. It taught me that you have to have a definitive love for people, not just your wife, not just your husband, not just anybody that you're with. You have to have a definitive love for people as a person. And the more and more I got definitive love for people, I realized that not everybody can handle that definitive love. That's one thing I don't take from you. I, I learned on my own. The hardest thing that I've learned out of all this is that even though you always taught me that you never throw someone away, I learned that you know sometimes you have to let people go up in that memories museum and stay in that museum and don't bring them back. And that's one of the hardest things because I wish I could just talk to you about that sometimes. Be like, you know, Dad, I tried and I tried, but it's some people that 
have a lack of respect. And if you can't respect me, you can't be in my circle. If you can't respect me, you can't be part of this process. If you don't respect the fact that I'm an authority in whatever I'm doing, you can't be here. And that was the strongest thing. That was what gripped me and molded me into who JR is, JR Sparrow, not Wilbur Sr. Wilbur Jr. is a different breed on that. So the similarities between us and all that stuff, the likeness, even down to the laugh, to some of my mannerisms when I throw the eyebrow up because you had the eyebrow way before the rock. Um, just the way that I treat everyone. That's you. So I want to tell you thank you for that. What I want to apologize about is that there were times that I thought I was doing things on my own and you were really there watching me. Like that night... In 2020, when I was in the car driving from Worcester, Ohio to Ashland, Ohio, I was just all in my groove and whatever. Next thing you know, a deer runs out. Spook a plow. Car is jammed up. I didn't even stop when I hit the deer. Busted the front end of the Nissan Sentra. Just tore it all up. Drove it back with gas leaking everywhere. Parked it, got out, was a little shook up. Went to bed because I had worked that night. And... If it wasn't for you and God's saving grace, I could have died. That's from the look of that car and the way that thing was jammed up. <sighs> yeah. Anytime that I don't go do something and then something bad happens when I'm not there. I know you sat there watching me. I know you took the time to say, hey, JR, you're not supposed to be here somewhere in the back of my conscience. Or, hey, if you go do this, you're going to have to pay for it later. And, and that's the thing. The, the payback, the revenge, the vengeance, all that redemption, all other stuff you got to do when you do something wrong. I learned that, you know, it's better to just be straightforward, have a linear expression to what you're doing, keep that going. And if you keep that going, then good things are going to happen and bad things are going to happen too. Because the thing about life is, is life is a circle and it revolves around good, bad, and ugly. And that's what I get from you too. The time that I'm able to go back and visit my mom, we hop in a car and go somewhere that she and her went to eat. That means more to me now than anything else I'm doing. When Stacy and I are able to go down there and just visit her and take her to the Chinese buffet, do something that y'all did, take her for a ride on Calvary Mountain, just something to brighten that, that my mom's day. I realize how important she was to you, and I try to respect my mom in that, that light as much as I can. Now. Oof, that was a strong one right there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, with my mother, I suffered a heartbreak just like she did. I never knew her pain until it happened to me. And when it happened to me, I never, I, even to this day, I don't understand how she could be strong like she was and let everything that happened around her happen and still have a smile, still want to make sure I had to take a Saturn or this and that, or make sure I made it to this need or whatever I'm doing. She, when she couldn't do it, she had others do it, but she made sure that we were happy. That's one thing I want to say that you gave my mom. You gave my mom a definitive smile. That that word definitive is going to stick out in this show, but you gave her so much to live for, even when you were gone. 
She had her children. She had an assorted life that you made for her. You made sure that she did not have to have a worry. Not too many people can say they do that. You provided for us beyond the grave. And I'm not talking about the financial part because you did that, but I'm talking about spiritually just inside. And not spiritually on the level like Jesus, but spiritually in the sense that your soul watched over us. It still watches over us today. You're watching over me right now as I'm recording this podcast. I'm taking the time to get it out there and get it ready and put it out real soon. If I can go back, just like that Luther Vandross says, dance with my father again, I would only want to bring you back so that my mom could enjoy that happiness, even if it was just for one hour. That's, that's what I would want to do. I can put aside my selfish wants. Just if I could see my mom with you one last time and know that she's going to know that everything's still all right and that she can still stay in love. And that's one thing that, that I didn't understand about my mother until everything happened to me. And now that I understand it, I understand the growth and the, the I don't even have words for it. Just the, the just becoming a stronger person. Now, to finish this letter to you, I want to let you know that I'm out here and I've done what I needed to do. I never seek popularity. Like I said, I never worried about being trendy. I just wanted to be J.R. Sparrow. The greatest at what I do. And I am the greatest at what I do. And to be able to help people, that's all I wanted to do was help. And once I was able to help, things have come forward for me and have moved in a better method. You know, instead of the methods, the mayhem in my methods. Now I have a simple peace. I'm calm. I'm happy to live my life. They soon I travel around. We've got friends. We got people that we deal with. Um, the podcasting community. I will say this is an amazing thing. Um, the errands of the world, the King Germs, the Dolomites, the Julios of the world. Um, just all these great people that that I get to interact with in that world, and all the other podcasters. Sorry, I didn't name everybody, but you know, just everybody's cool. And for this to be uh, an opening that my mom can listen to and she gets happy. When she hears this episode, she's going to cry. But those are going to be tears of joy and I'm going to be happy for her. So, Dad, I want to say to you, this is not goodbye. This is not a, a ending to anything. This is just a letter to let you know that I love you and I will care and I will uplift your name until we're back together. On that note, I want to thank you all for letting me express this. Let me get this out here. Let me be this person I needed to be in this moment. Because I just felt it in my soul, and it just came that way. And it felt good. And, and big shout out to my partner in life, you know, Stacy. Stacy has to listen to a lot and has to endure a lot that never gets seen. So if you have a strong partner in your life, like give them kudos. Like her, no doubt. Like I, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. If she didn't pick me up when I was down, if she didn't encourage me to go to my father's grave, if she didn't encourage me to do more with my mom, I probably would just be a hermit. 
just doing a podcast and doing some videos every so often. Because when you're only going out one way, it doesn't hurt coming back. 